And now the moment we've all been waiting for. I am Nate Riggle, and you are listening to The Way of the Bonfire. All right, here we come, people. We got such a good one today. Oh, you're going to walk away from this one different. Yep. Today, I want to start with a few lessons from Big Rig again. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, Big Rig is my father and one of the main inspirations in my life. He passed away in 2020, but not before leaving so many pieces of the world better than he found them. I want to talk about one of the main aspects of being a bonfire that he role modeled for me. And that was recognized by anyone who knew him. Just about. (laughs) He always made sure to sort of light up the room. The people, the situation, no matter where he went. No matter how dark the situation felt. No matter how stubbornly negative the people seemed. I had this opportunity to go and during... As I was wrapping up college, uh, my, my degree, had, and I was an intern with him when he launched a consulting business at the end of his corporate career in broadcasting and television and advertising back in, in 2008. And I had a few experiences in, in sales at the time, but not so much in a corporate setting yet. I had finished my bachelor's degree in business management and thought I just like a lot of young, ambitious people. I thought I knew how business and corporations worked. I felt pretty confident being rejected by all sorts of people, having been a missionary in a foreign country, and I had knocked countless doors, selling alarm systems door-to-door, and I always just thought every rejection is a stepping stone. thought I'd, I'd arrived at, at this sort of immunity to... It's a fear of rejection and those kinds of things. But I felt all the way out of my element when he asked me to shadow him and help him out on a sales call with him in person to a larger corporation in the city for the first time. And we got to this big office building with glass windows. And I'd seen this mostly in the movies and I had aspired to it and heard about it from my professors And I was thinking, okay, so this is happening. We're going to go in there and act like professionals and not be intimidated by all the suits with their big titles. And then I got to see him show me the part of business that no one ever taught me at the university. The energy you bring is the real magic. We walk in the door and there's this secretary who has this look on her face of a, of a shrewd gatekeeper that doesn't take crap from anyone and doesn't recognize us as being anyone who is important. And I, I'm, you know, defensive young, young kid. Basically uh, I start thinking, does she know we have an appointment? Like, What's her problem? And I, and I need to make sure to be professional and serious and act big time and be assertive like I belong. So she doesn't kick us out because of, because because of me. And then Big Rig just turns and says, Oh, hello! 
to her like she knows like she knows him already or he knows her as well as he knows me his his own son and <laughs> she brightens up a little bit but still with some reservations she says hello and then in a way only he can deliver this line so don't don't try to repeat it cuz I, I don't know like it, it might it might not come out right but the point isn't about what he said it's about how we can replicate his attitude and his way of seeing things so so in this the way only he can deliver this line he says you're the director of, of first impressions right with that sort of twinkle in his eye and her guard comes down a little more and she smiles and she says, yeah, that's right. And don't you forget it in a joking tone. And then he rolls with it and he says, oh, no, I, I know. I know not to do that. And somehow it wasn't cheesy. And they kind of he's kind of laughing with her and he says, hey, so we have a point, an appointment with this production company in about 15 minutes. Are, are we in the right place? And so then. Because he's asking her for help, she she lowers her guard a little more, checks her calendar, and switches into that sort of helpfulness mode. And she says, "Yes, you're you're. Are you with Rig Plus?" And he confirms with a smile, and she says, "You know what? They might be ready for you already." Almost like she was gonna wink at him, like, "Since you made my day, I'm gonna take care of you." Um, it sounds like something from a movie, like. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not romanticizing this thing. There really are people out there that, that know how to do this sort of thing. And, and I aspire to be like that, but he says, she says, she says, let me see if I can go get the CEO Jack and, and let you back a little early. And then a few seconds later, she comes out of the the conference room laughing and says, here he is. And And the CEO looks a little surprised at her demeanor. He's probably just used to her being this, this kind of like, don't come in here and try to act like, like you belong, right? Type of person. The CEO walks up and greets my old man and me with a staunch look and, and a handshake. And he takes us back to the large conference room at the fancy table and all that. And as we walk in, I see all these executives around the table. And so there's maybe 20 of them looking almost disapprovingly. That it's an older man and his son with no polished entourage or team around them. And as he went around shaking all their hands and having me pass out some papers with his figures or whatever it is it was on it, I could hear him saying he's, I could hear some of these other people saying like kind of whispering like, is, is the rest of his team coming? Is this all there is? Then I sat there on my seat, like <laughs> my little assistant seat on the side of the room as my dad kept his relaxed and confident and jovial demeanor there. And he was definitely the loudest voice in the room. And it was a bit awkward at first, but only for me and, and the people at the conference table looking at each other with these looks that I recognized it was sort of similar to the people in the in crowd in high school. And someone who doesn't quote unquote belong sits down at their lunch table. It's kind of that kind of feel, right? Um, or like in my business program at the time, it just felt like the know-it-alls in my business classes when I would ask these basic questions that, that were sort of beneath them. There was just kind of all these weird looks going around the room and the vibe is strange. My dad didn't seem to, to be affected by the weird energy. <laughs> and I really looked up to my dad and, and I'd seen his attitude transform and disarm people 
and change a room a hundred times before, but in different settings. So, so this one, I was nervous for him. <laughs> they all had their arms folded and they were just all thinking, who's this guy acting like he's our friend? That's what it, <laughs> that's what it seemed like. I was probably making an assumption. I don't know if that's really what they're doing, but but it was it's kind of just felt like we have business to do. You better not be wasting our time. But he just knew he had something to offer them that they hadn't seen before and that he was there to make not just their business, but their lives and their attitudes a little better. And it's something I just think he always he always really fostered that. So he, he does this quick intro to let them know what this is all about. And you could see them all be like, uh, we don't do that kind of thing in our sector. And it's, it was like they were starting to try to confirm their suspicions that, that he was irrelevant to their situation and, and that this was just a, just a, you know, circus here. So, and they even started being like dismissive. Like this guy's not a player in our space. Like we don't even know who this is and no wonder he doesn't get us. And then the wild and audacious thing that happened next was the more impressive or, or it's just, it, it just felt like there was magic happening in this room because the more they seemed to tense up, the more he empathized with them. And the more he started to joke around and relate to them and on a personal and professional level. And it wasn't like just this like annoying small talk, like, Oh, where are you from? It wasn't all that kind of stuff. It was like, he was rolling with what they were bringing. And I wish I knew the exact words he said for the sake of this example, but I know that he wasn't ever trying to defend his reason for being there, but he focused more on the things that they felt the need to, to blurt out and vent about that were about themselves. And, and his focus was just more lightening the mood on their problems. And it was never, well, here is why you should care about me though. It was more about let's all lighten up a little here. And, and let me show you some, some authenticity and respect for your industry and what you're going through. And I kid you not by the middle of the meeting, he had everyone laughing. Like some of these guys were like red faced. <laughs> it was, it was ridiculous. And, they, and they're engaging and they were, they're kind of scooching at the beginning. They were leaning back all skeptical. And then, They'd all kind of sat up in their seats and as they loosened up, they just started saying, okay, how could you possibly help us? And he was like, oh yeah, I'm not worried about our ability to do business at all because it's a no brainer. You want to sell more product and have more eyeballs and awareness in the marketplace, but you don't think you can afford a bunch of spend on advertising, something to that effect. But I'm the guy that takes that worry out of the equation for you. Because you're right, I have no clue what it's like to be in your industry with all these regulations, but I know advertising, like you know pork. I think it was, that, they were pork producers. And then it was like five minutes of showing them how to get it done. And another 10 minutes of just hanging out and laughing and backpats. And I walked out of there thinking, those guys seem like they had more fun in that conference room than they have maybe ever had in there. And yeah, it went. <laughs> I got good news. We we inked a large deal with them the next week, but that's not even. That's not even what stayed with me. What stayed with me is I I think they may have gotten more value as a team, kind of coming together in that in that environment that he had created for them. 
and later that night with their families because of the way he shifted their attitudes than anything or whatever the marketing package we sold them did. Most of my life, when people I didn't know, we had like they, when they were doing introductions and they, they heard that I was, they heard my last name and they'd say, do you know John Riggle? I said, that's my dad. Just at the mention of his name, they would visibly light up. And a grin, like this really genuine grin would spread across their face and they would usually be anxious to tell me some story or experience they had when he was around. This was a man that you could hear coming from just about anywhere in the building. And yes, he was a little loud and obnoxious sometimes. And sometimes he was just talented and charismatic. But most of the time, it was his attitude and joy for life that changed the vibe. It was just like water pounding on stone. Like you weren't, it, it was going to keep coming and you weren't going to stop it. No matter how, how hard you wanted to resist it. And some people, it was really hard for them at first. Like usually you would see people like, wow, quit it. You know, it was just this goofball, but, but then they realized like, it's not a goofball. It's somebody that's bringing a good thing here. And even some of his last few times I got to, to go out with him and he was struggling to walk and breathe. He still managed to breathe metaphorical oxygen into the fire. We went to this event once at an outdoor theater venue and he decided he wanted to, like he was having a really hard time getting down to his seat and getting up the stairs and like trying to, you know, he, he just was really, he was really kind of on his, it was tough for him. Um, just basic stuff. And, and he barely made it down the stairs. It was leaning against the fence in the cold with his walking stick, barely supporting him. And he was still just barely able to get up onto this. Like it was kind of like a trolley train type of thing that they were, they kind of put together for the parking lot. And we were tripping, like thinking, man, this is not good. Like, what is he doing? And we're sitting with all these strangers in the cold and everyone, the way it was kind of organized is it's not like a normal train. It was like, it's kind of awkward. You're like staring at all these people you don't know and nobody's talking. And everyone was just kind of like trying to enjoy the ride, even though they didn't know everybody around him. And in between his labored breaths and out from his droopy, tired eyes under his hood that he was all bundled up in, you just hear him start to sing louder and louder. And everyone on the train is like, what is happening? <laughs> and then I hear myself start to sing unexpectedly. And then my wife starts starts joining the, the joining the song and and then slowly but surely the whole train of strangers is laughing and singing and smiling as he coughs out <laughs> kind of the last words of the song and starts another one he's just still lifting everyone up and not ever making excuses for why he couldn't do that and that my friends is the way of the bonfire is your energy reflected in the world and the faces of the people around you? What do you really bring into the world? Is it your accomplishments or is it how you're warming it up at every chance you get? I think you, 
your vibe is the one we needed and that we need right now. Please be the bonfire today. Go get them. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Every single time I do this, I get a little more fired up and my bonfire grows a little bit more. If you're feeling the same way and like you got value out of this, would you do me a favor and go onto the show page in your Spotify or Apple podcast or wherever you're listening to this and leave a rating and click follow. That way you never miss another episode of the show and it helps me immensely to keep the momentum and keep bringing the good stuff for you. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks. Thanks.